Lord, I was born a rambling man, trying to make a living and doing things best that I can. <laughs> Episode 13 of the Dom Joseph Podcast. What's going on, guys? It's been a long time. Lots been going on in my life, and that is he- what I am here to share with you guys today. Again, I'm your host, Dominic Joseph, and welcome to the Dom Joseph Podcast. Life has a lot of things that it throws at you and a lot of things that you never think it would. You know, I've been a healthy guy and, you know, I've been doing a lot of things, healthy, eating right, you know, trying to keep my mind sane. You know, I was working Boom City with my cousin where um, we sell fireworks on our reservation and, you know, around family, a lot of good things are going on in my life. And some things hit you, you know, some things hit you upside the head and there's nothing wrong with that. It's how you can get up and get over it or get and handle it, you know, and the best thing to do in these type of things is be around people. So what happened to me recently, I recently lost a family member of my family, um, and that was big for our family, you know, we were a big family and we, you know, it's, it happens out here a lot. Um, but then I was later than hospitalized from an appendicitis. Um, so the story of that, actually comes from me trying to be a tough guy and my ego kind of got in the way you know the first two days I just thought it was a stomach ache I thought it was food poisoning I I went to a restaurant with my cousins and I had a club and the ham didn't taste that good so I instantly blamed the ham and I was like oh well it's no big deal you know I'll be fine in a couple days and you know after you know a stomach ache happens and you go, you know, okay, it gets better. You know, you take some Tylenol, you drink some water, you do all the things that your mom tells you to do. You drink ginger ale, 7-Up, whatever you listen, whatever you do. And that didn't work. It got to the point where it got worse. I'm laying there and I was like, okay, I'm going to go lay on the ground. And I laid on the ground. I opened up the door outside to my right on my mom's house. And I laid out on the porch for like 20 minutes until I got fucking cold. Because I would rather be cold and confuse myself that I'm cold than being sick. I was that sick. And I woke up that morning. My mom's like, all right, well, I'm going to bring your auntie to go get surgery. It's just there was so much going on, it felt like. My auntie was going to get surgery for um, a root canal or something like that, you know. And I I was like, okay, I'll be here. You know, if, if it's like this, we should go to the doctor. And in that four-hour difference that my mom went to go bring her there, I got worse. It got crazy bad. Like, I was, like, feeling sick. I felt like I was, oh, and the night prior to that, I was trying to make myself throw up because I was like, you know, when you throw up, you get that sensation of, oh, okay, I don't feel that bad anymore. Like you get that 30 seconds of relief after you throw up. Yeah, your mouth stinks and all that, but you get that relief like something left your body. I would, I was sticking my finger down my throat like I was a white girl getting ready for like a model, you know, model show or something. I know that's fucked up, but it was true. You know, I'm sitting there and I would get that, I would get five seconds of relief and I was just throwing up like medicine. So I was like, okay, there's something wrong. If I'm throwing up and I still don't even get that relief, I got to go. So my mom comes back. I, I like, and I'm walking like this. I'm walking with my hand on my side, like, and looking down parallel. I'm walking. So, you know, you walk straight up. I'm walking like this. And I'm, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, man, my stomach hurts, mom. And then she's like, yeah, we need to go to the uh, clinic. So we went to the clinic. So I go to this clinic and my mom, you know, says the right things and gets me in quick. And I go in there and, you know, they x-ray me. 
And then they didn't do good on the x-ray, so they made me walk back. And I was like, can I get a wheelchair? It was that bad. Like, I've never been, I, I believe in bad luck if you sit in a wheelchair, but it's like, I need to be in a wheelchair because I'm hurting, you know? It's not bad luck if you're actually hurting. So I get in the wheelchair, like, go back and do another x-ray. Come back into the room, the doctor comes in. And the doctor was like, yeah, he's got a stomach ache. He's constipated. Maybe he should go home and have some gummy bears. Gummy bears. I was told to have gummy bears when I had appendicitis. So I go home. I was like, okay. Oh, no, no. What happened first? And they're like, well, all right. Well, before you leave, though, we're going to take his blood just to make sure. And I was like, I fucking don't want to give my blood. Fuck that. I hate giving blood. I'll do shots and I'll do all the other shit. I just don't like giving blood because it's like two minutes, you know? So my mom's like, you're taking your blood. They take my blood. We come back home. I lay down and we get the gummies or whatever, they, the fiber gummies to get me unconstipated. I'm sitting there kind of thinking, okay, man, I, I think I'm going to be okay. You know, if they just said I'm constipated, I'm, I'm fine. 30 minutes goes by. I try to take a nap. I try to take a shit. That doesn't work. So I'm laying back down in pain. And the doctor calls back, yeah, you need to get your ass back here basically. And um, you need to drink this stuff and go into an emergency CAT scan. We found uh, like a severe amount of white blood cells in your blood and you need to get back here. So I'm sitting there worried as fuck. You know, I'm like, oh, God damn it. You know, I got to, I don't want to, you know, that's the last thing anyone wants to hear is that they got to go back to the hospital or back to the clinic. But when they say hospital, that's when I was like, oh, no, no, I don't want to go. My mom's like, you're going. So I try to tough it out. My mom made me go. We go to the clinic and they give me this chalk drink. This chalk drink is like Elmer's glue. Think of Elmer's glue watered down a little bit, diluted, diluted. I don't know how you fucking say it, you know. And I drank it, and it's horrible, and that took 20 minutes. So then I go and take this this CAT scan. And for people who've never been in a CAT scan before, it's like this big old ring. And you sit in there, and they move you back and forth, and you got to, like, be still. You breathe in when they tell you to breathe in. It's really, it's simple. It's cool. I, I You know, a lot of people get, const- uh, not constipated, <laughs> a lot of people get claustrophobic in it, but I thought it was cool. I, I was like, this is, even though the pain sucked, I'm, you know, I'm starting small conversations with the doctor, like, hey, man, how's your day? You know, it's kind of boring. So I do that, and then I, they make me wait half hour to get the results. Still, I'm in pain. I'm in a wheelchair with my auntie and my her boyfriend, Ryan. My mom sitting in this wheelchair, and they're like, all right, yeah, we got the results back. And they bring us into this room, like the small-ass room, like a closet. Like there's two chairs in there and a phone. So the doctor calls in because they send it to Providence, which is like another hospital nearby, like the bigger one. And, you know, they call them and they assess what's going on, especially if it was an emergency. So I go in there. My mom says, wow, I've never been in this room before. And in my head, I was like, that's probably not a good sign. I'm getting wheeled in here. I'm painful out of my mind. And my mom's never been in here. My auntie's never been in here. And Ryan's never been in there either. So I'm like, they're going to tell me I have cancer. They're going to tell me something bad news in this room. This is a bad news room. This little room is not going to be like, hey, man, you're going to be fine. Yeah, take some ibuprofen. This is going to be you're going to need surgery room. That's exactly, that's, think of that. That's what it is. And that's exactly what happened. I go in there. You know, they call. It's all dramatic. And, you know, yeah, Dominic, uh, he's got a ruptured appendicitis. He needs to get to Providence as fast as possible. So they don't give me an ambulance. So my mom's go- my mom was faster than an ambulance. My mom was going 90 miles an hour. My auntie was right behind us, too. And we were mobbing. You know, if we were getting pulled over, I would have been like, yo, 
caught, man. Can you give us a ticket and then get, follow us, escort us, and then give us a ticket? Because, man, I am hurting. And I'm pretty sure they would have been cool with it. You know, the cops get some bad rep, but, you know, sometimes I feel like they would do some cool shit like that. Who knows, though? Or maybe they're just filling their quota and they just want to fucking... Who who knows? We're going to talk about cops right now. So then we pull into the, the ER... God damn, dude. I saw the cutest women or the cutest girl like in the world walking into the ER. And um, I, I, I mean, I'm in hella pain, but I was like, man, mom, who's that? Like, I don't know. She's, she's paranoid. You know, she's like, oh, my God, my son's going through this. And all I'm thinking about is fucking women. You know, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm like, man, who's that? You know, I never got her number or, you know, but she was cute. So. I'm in pain. I get wheeled into the ER with my mom. And they, they have a metal detector there. Great. Just great what I needed. And there was also a huge accident before us. So there was these, the family was ahead of us. And they were going kind of slow. These guys had change in their pockets, man. Who carries change in their damn pockets? So they're emptying their change. And they, every pocket, they had like a penny in this one, a nickel in this one, a dime in that one. I don't get what they're th- – I don't know. Were they a hot dog guy at the Aqua Sox game? I don't know. So they're going, they're, they're slow. I'm sitting in the wheelchair, like, like seizuring out. That's how much pain I'm in. I'm like shaking. I've never been in that much pain where I'm like, oh my God, dude, I'm going to throw up. I got shit on my stomach's like, it felt like acid was in my stomach. And I also felt like Brock Lesnar or the rock was just punching me in the stomach. Just constantly. No breaks. Can't breathe. Can't open my eyes. I am just in the worst pain. And then we go up to the, the ER desk, and the lady's just like, okay, yeah, here's his ID. And moving at this slow-ass pace, like, girl, you're in the ER. But she, you know, my mom and my auntie and her boyfriend, Ryan, you're like, he's got to go into the fuck it. He's got to go in. And they're talking, and then they're like, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And um, so they get me into the ER, and then I'm sitting there in pain, like, moaning around. Fuck, man, this hurts, you know? And, you know, then again, my auntie had to say, hey, he needs more of my mom. Or I don't remember who said it. It was so many people just, you know, sticking up for me. And I love him for that, you know. And they're like, he needs drugs. And then they gave me morphine. And fuck, dude, I was fine after more after morphine. I was like, hey, how's it going? My shout out to everyone, by the way, who came and visited me. My cousin Kayla, my cousin Darian and Janae came through. Brock came through. Nate, Thomas, Gavin, Ryan. All the people who came and said what up to me. And, um, you know, it means the world when you're in the hospital like that to see the pe- my mom and my auntie and my Ryan, my Nana, you know, all the people who called and, you know, commented on my Snap story. And I woke up with 40 Snap notifications for a second. I thought I was a little bit famous, a little bit more famous than I was. Um, I'm not. But um, shout out to everyone who, you know, said, you know, Get better, man. You know, it, it it really does make you feel a lot better when you have someone come and say that, you know, and um, I don't know where I'd be without it. So, I mean, that the first day, you know, I'm sitting there with the IV in my arm and, you know, anyone who's been in the hospital knows IV suck. Anyone who knows I'm staying in the hospital sucks. Nobody likes going to the hospitals. There's nothing good that comes out of them unless, like, you're getting, like, a breast enlargement or something and they, like you're happy about it you know I, I like cosmetic surgery like you know you're happy about it you know but you know i was not getting cosmetic surgery so i was not happy about it um <laughs> so i'm at the point now where i'm in there then i'm you know i'm in pain because they can only give me morphine twice a day 
that's directly through IV, and that worked instantly. So it'll give me ibuprofen, and I'm still on antibiotics currently. But this is the first day I feel great, and that's why I'm talking to y'all. And I even got the backward visor on today. I mean, I've never rocked a visor backwards. You know, I, I'm feeling cool today. <laughs> um, so the first day, you know, I'm sitting, I mean, I'm in a double room with this guy next to me who got in a car accident or motorcycle accident. He's 55. A deer popped in front of him and, you know, he hit the deer. He doesn't even remember waking up. Um, and he broke six ribs, a clavicle. And I'm just, you know, that humbled me a little bit. You know, I was like, wow, this isn't that bad. But then I told him, I, because, you know, it's like you're in jail. What's your story, bro? Why are you in here? You know, what's going on, neighbor? That's what I would say. Hey, man, this is what happened to me. What happened to you? I was like, fuck, dude. I walked around with a broken appendicitis for two days. He's like, damn, dude, you can't be doing that. You could die <laughs> from that kind of shit. And I was like, yeah, man, you're right. So I'm sitting there. I can, I can, I'm like shitting myself. I'm like, you know, not, I'm not trying to brag about it. I can't walk. I can't walk without someone helping me up. You know, I had my cousin Darian help me up a lot. My buddy Brock helped me up, you know, buddy Thomas and his mom came and helped me up and, all these people, you know, helped me get on my feet. And it was great. You know, come the second day, and I can't eat either, by the way. Like, I, I, I have no recollection of eating. I don't, I don't want to eat at all. I'm like, fuck that. But if you don't eat three courses, meals, and you don't have normal bowel movements, they're not letting you out of the hospital. So that's that second day they made me stay. And they make you do laps, too. They make you go walk around the hospital. Because they want to get you, you know, blood moving. And then they give you blood thinning shots every three hours in your thigh. So it's like, you know, I don't know if you guys play Call of Duty, but, you know, when they revive you and they fucking hit that, like, if you looking pen in your thigh, that's what they do every three hours to make sure your blood doesn't thin while you're sitting there. And I don't want that to happen. So thank God it happened. But it was, um, it was painful, you know. I was like, I don't want to get shot. And then every other, every six hours, they take your blood. So then I'm, I I have an IV in this arm and uh, getting my blood drawn here, getting a thigh shot on antibiotics, antibiotics in the, the, the water thing going into my veins, morphine, you know, my family's stressing out. I, I didn't post a podcast. I didn't get a haircut. I'm just having the shittiest day in the world, you know. I got to get it edited out to some of the people I edit for. And, you know, I'm just sitting there like a vegetable. That's what I felt like. And, you know, so I was like, fuck it, fine, I'll eat. So I eat, like, Jello and applesauce, and, you know, that was, they're like, that still ain't cutting it. So I had to eat the whatever their chicken was and their chicken soup that's unsalted. And, you know, I, you know, it's not they're bad cooks. They just can't cook with, like, the salt and seasonings in the hospital they're not supposed to. So it's not like they were bad cooks. It was just the food was really bland. So the third day I said, okay, I'm eating two soups every time. I'm eating all this. And then, you know, then they're like, okay. Then I woke up the fourth day. After the third night, the doctor came in, the surgeon, you know, you hardly ever see the surgeons, by the way. The surgeons come in like once a day, if that, and if you're sleeping, they'll go into the other room and they won't come back. So you got to make sure you're up. The nurses come in there every hour, so I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to get another shot. Sometimes if you act like you're asleep in the, the hospital, and you're, they won't give you a shot though, so it's a little life hack there. So the surgeon came in. And he's like, how you doing, man? I was like, I'm doing good. You know, I was able to go take a shit. I was able to get up on my own. I did a lap. I ate all my meals yesterday. He's like, oh, you want to get out of here, don't you? I was like, yeah. So he let me get out of there. I got discharged, came back home Friday. And then uh, from there, I've been getting better. I've been on antibiotics. And they gave me this pill, this white pill. I don't know what it's called. It's some fancy word, you know, some Latin-based medicine word. But that came in and... 
every time I take it, it's like an Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer, that's how fast it goes. So I'll take this, you know, I'll take a drink or whatever, you know, I got water. And like, I'm trying to get it down my throat. It's just like a horse pill. This thing's thick, dude, like peach emoji thick. And like, I can't get this down my throat. And it's just gross. And it's in your throat for like two hours. You taste everything tastes like. I tried everything to like substitute. I had a pizza right after. I had cafe neo after. I had like a pickle after, like an acidity thing, watermelon. And that just don't help. So I can't get the taste out of my mouth. I just took one an hour before this podcast. I can still taste it. It's disgusting, but it's also helping me. But yeah, life throws a lot of things at you, man. You know, I didn't think I was going to have to go through this kind of stuff. And the doctor told me, hey, it's bad luck. You know, it's nothing that you did, nothing that you ate. It just happens to some people. An appendicitis, appendix is this or whatever the fuck it is, is this big. For those of you guys who listen to the audio, it's like, if you know, you look at it, it's like half the size of your pinky. That's how big appendicitis is or appendix is. I don't know. I, I've been saying the two words like they're maybe the same thing. I don't know. But, you know, you think I would. But that little thing was able to make me feel that way. And it, it's just shocking. You know, life throws a lot of humility at you. I don't know if that's a word, but it humbled me for sure. You know, I'm sitting here. I'm work out. I'm getting a job. I'm going back to home and help some kids out in the native workshop. And then, boom, I'm back in bed. And it breaks my heart to be not there right now, you know, helping with those kids out. And it broke my heart not to go to the funeral for my, my family. But you know what? I can't even drive right now. I can barely sit up and do this. But you know what? Voice is something that carries and stories are things that carry on. And people that don't know what's going on, this is something they're going to be able to hear about my life. You know, it's conversation starter. It's why I do this. I do this to talk to people. And I do it because I love it. That's the main reason why I do it. You know, I started as early as talk to my grandpa every week. That's why I love it, man. I just I just really think that, you know, it's telling people what you're going through can help you, good or bad. And it's just a lot going on in my life right now. And I'm I'm really thankful to be here. And I know um a lot of people are having podcasts now, but you know what? A lot of people have shoe deal a lot of people are in shoe companies. A lot of people have food industries a lot of people have cars like a lot of people come up to me well there's a lot of people who have podcasts now okay a lot of people have shirts too people still pay a thousand dollars for a supreme shirt you know i do it because i love it i don't do it because everyone else is doing it the fuck you know that's that's not what i'm about it's because it's fun and then people get to come talk to me that's cool i love talking to people and here's a fucking rant for you guys right here here's another tangent as a 21-year-old male, you know, I'm around girls that are my age. And I've heard these three jobs from not just women, men too, primarily women though, that I hear that these jobs are really, really hard and I'm here to complain about them. Being a barista, being a nanny, and working retail are three of the most complaining people are the most complaints I've ever heard in my life. I understand being a nanny is hard work, and I will give you that every single time. But please stop acting like you are curing the cure for cancer. Man, I will clean a diaper. I will put on a show on the iPad, and that is how you watch kids now. 
but I understand not every kid is like that. And I'm not inviting you guys to make me watch your kids because, to be honest with you, it's a hard job. But please stop coming up to me when you're getting paid, complaining about it, because it's not that big of a deal. And, you know, the kids are going to love you when you grow up, man. It's awesome, you know. So shout out to them, even though I'm complaining about it. The other two, though, this is more ruthless. Being a fucking barista. Yes, it's hard work, and it's customer service. Customer service is always going to be hard. But if you're acting like putting ice in a fucking cup with syrup and fucking a lid and a straw is harder than fucking, I don't know. Yeah, again, curing cancer and you're treating it like that. Oh, my God. I am already disinterested in talking to you. You know, I I am not. Show me the YouTube video on how to make a Red Bull ice with grape or a Red Bull ice with monster or whatever the fuck it is. And I'll fucking do it. And I'll do it cleanly, and I'll do it with a smile on my fucking face. Some people got to be appreciative of these fucking barista jobs. Those are cool-ass jobs, man. Don't give me that shit. That's for damn sure, man. Retail. People who work at retail. I've worked retail uh, selling fireworks. I've never worked retail in the mall, though. But I'll give you this. Standing there and folding clothes, smiling and saying, welcome in. If I hear, oh, my God, man, I had to fold. Don't you have a machine? Isn't there a machine there that folds it for you, too, even when you don't fold? Saying hi to people? Okay. I get if you have anxiety, and I'm not saying anything about disorders, so don't come in at me. Oh, don't. Don't say it, uh you know, this because I, he doesn't think people are anxiety with it. You know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, normal people who come at me and they're like, man, you don't get it, man. I had to fold fucking clothes. Oh, yeah. Wow, cool. Fucking, you did your job, man. But there's a lot of stuff in the life. And there's a lot of stuff going on in life, man. You know, I get retail baristas and nannies are sometimes the jobs that are the only things that can come around. And I've done all three of those jobs before. And they're hard work. But quit complaining. And then I'll quit complaining about you complaining. I guess I just had to get some comedy in here and some rant in here. You know, I had to let some air out. I had to cut my hair. When I cut my hair, too, that's another big thing a lot of people should do is cut your hair when after you've gone, gone through something. I know, I know a lot of girls do that after, like, a breakup or something. But I know in, um, you know, my family and my culture, um, when you cut your hair, you know, there's a lot of stuff you hold in your hair. You know, there's a lot of teachings you hold. There's a lot of spirits you hold. A lot of good stuff in your hair, but you know, when you can cut it like that, it frees you from some of that. So my grandpa would tell me. And you know, it felt really good to go into the, you know, I got it cut shorter than I usually do. I, that's why I kind of have this hat on. I didn't really like it how it was cut, so that's why I have the hat on. But you know, it really shows you and it relieves you from certain things like that. But yeah, man, DJP is one of my favorite things to do. And this has actually been uh episode, I think it's 13. And for those of you guys who do not know, the song I sang when I started in was Ramblin' Man by the Almond Brothers. Um, if you guys like that song, go check it out. It's an OG song, OG classic rock song. But um, I was born a Ramblin' Man, you know, trying to make a living to doing the best I can. And that's, you know, the theme of this episode, you know, and I hope everyone has a great day. And weekly, uh, weekly Take has been posted 
my sports podcast. And um, my brother actually will come on next episode, and we will be talking the tournament of the animal kingdom. So we'll be talking about what animals would beat up each other, and that's going to be fun stuff. Again, DJP, also season two is coming around, and I can't wait. We're going to have, it's going to be new studio. Um, I'm going to have a partner in here. Um, not a co-host, uh, but um, someone who watches my monitor, watches the recording levels and everything. It's going to be amazing. You know, DJP is slowly getting there. You know, I can't do this all on my own. Sometimes you need a team. No I and team. I think we've all heard that. But uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. And my name is Dominic Joseph. And this has been episode, I think, 13. I don't know if it's 14 or 13. I used to say 13, 13, 15 when I was little. I was like, all right, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13, 15. So I guess that's a good note. This has been episode 13. Thank you guys so much for listening.